It's Tuesday, November 9, 2021. Infrastructure week. (laughs) I'm so happy to say that. Bipartisan infrastructure bill passes Congress with key climate investments. Hopeful-ish news from UN Climate Summit in Glasgow. Plus... It's not just that we can't afford to go backward. We can't afford to stay where we are. Obama pushes world governments to do more, faster. Good. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. I can solve climate change in ten minutes. You ready? Stop having the conference in a fancy room in Glasgow and put the G20 summit inside of a California wildfire. They got two minutes. Let's wrap this thing up. Yep, that'll work. Sounds good to me. This is your Green News Report. Location, location, location. I'm the first person to ever say that. Okay, Desi Doyen, I know you got a lot of news coming out of Glasgow and Washington, D.C., but a story sort of sliding under the radar over the past few days. More fossil fuel deaths. A horrible story. This time in Sierra Leone. Yes, on Saturday in the capital of Freetown, officials say an oil tanker truck was ruptured in a traffic collision. And as people rushed in to collect the leaking fuel, it exploded, killing at least 99 people and injuring more than 100. Horrible. Here in the U.S., big news in the nation's capital as congressional Democrats passed the long-awaited bipartisan infrastructure bill. The more than $1 trillion bill is the biggest investment in our crumbling infrastructure in decades. Decades, providing hundreds of billions of dollars to build and repair roads and bridges, modernize rail and public transit, upgrade and strengthen the electric grid, expand broadband access, and upgrade water pipes. It also contains the largest investment in climate action ever by the United States. Which is not saying all that much. This is true, but still, $47 billion designated to help communities adapt and prepare for climate resilience against the costly impacts of worsening man-made climate change, extreme fires, floods, storms, droughts, and includes funding for home weatherization, capping abandoned oil and gas wells, a national electric vehicle charging network, and more. And some imaginary stuff about carbon capture technology. True. So there's that. But President Biden's Build Back Better Act, which addresses the prevention and mitigation side, is still in limbo, with more than $550 billion of fully paid for climate investments to reduce U.S. carbon emissions. It would, if passed, put the U.S. on a path to cut emissions in half by 2030. But it is still being held up by conservative Democrats, but it might get a vote before Thanksgiving. Yes, of course, now the progressives have given away their leverage, unfortunately by passing the bipartisan infrastructure bill so Joe Manchin can have at it when it comes to the Build Back Better bill and all that climate stuff that he just don't like. At the UN Global Climate Conference in Glasgow, Scotland, over the weekend, an estimated 30,000 people, led by youth climate activists, including Greta Thunberg, took to the streets in a massive march to pressure world leaders to do more to cut emissions. This week, negotiators are hammering out concrete enforcement mechanisms that will govern the Paris Climate Agreement going forward. Guidelines to ensure transparency, deadlines, and accountability, plus a goal to establish a framework for 
a global carbon market to allow countries and companies to trade carbon credits. It's incredibly complex and must be designed very carefully to prevent fraud and abuse, but it could unlock as much as $1 trillion of investment in developing nations. Well, that would be good. And there is good news. Because of the plethora of major deals and emissions agreements announced so far, the International Energy Agency has recalculated its projections. If all countries follow through and achieve all targets on time, then the world would be on track to limit global heating to just 1.8 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. That's below the 2 degrees Celsius target under the Paris Agreement. But it's above the 1.5 degree target that scientists say is necessary to avoid certain planetary tipping points that are going to get us into big trouble. That is the bad news. But every tenth of a degree of avoided warming is critical. So this is really good news. Oh, look at you, Miss Optimism, all of a sudden. Finally, on Monday... Vote the issue. Vote like your life depends on it because it does. Former President Barack Obama urged young people to use their voice, their vote, and their purchasing power to drive action in his speech to negotiators and youth activists at the climate conference in Glasgow. And he tried to help convince the world that America is actually serious about addressing climate change for reals this time. <laughs> Obama didn't mention Trump by name, but he expressed regret for the climate science denial and obstruction of both Trump and the Republican Party that have cost the U.S. and humanity for critical years of action. There are times where I am doubtful that humanity can get its act together before it's too late. And yet, whenever I feel such despondency, I remind myself that cynicism is the recourse of cowards. You hear that, cowards? For much more on all of these stories and the ones we were too afraid to get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. I'm a coward. It's a miracle I dare breathe.